Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. We're going to talk about being sold out today. I don't know. uh, I have lots of material. I don't know how far we'll get, but turn to Matthew 13. Matthew 13 is my favorite scripture right now. (laughs) You know how that is. I pray that you're reading your Bible. If, if life has got you so busy that you're not reading your Bible, you'll think you're okay for a while, and one day you will wake up and find yourself off course. Right. It's okay, you can breeze for a while, but you need calibrate. It's like, it's like getting out on the ocean and never looking at your compass. Night, day, you have to get some bearings. You ju- you're okay for a while, but it, it, you, have to have your, you have to have your bearings. You know, uh, we have got everything so quick that we can use our GPS, but it's nice to know how to use the compass. You can watch all the TV you want, and you can listen to all the preachers you want, but you've got to read your Bible to have your relationship with your God and His wisdom. And I pray for you this morning. If you are not a Bible reader... I pray that you start reading your Bible by faith because you have no idea what you're missing. You know, when you drive through on a car and you're driving, sometimes you miss all the scenery. You miss all the stuff, you know. And reading, reading the Word gives you all kind of things and it tunes you up. There's no substitute. Uh, Matthew 13, Jesus spoke in parables and stories and uh, Jesus was the master communicator. The master communicator. Now think about it. God is so smart, but he talks to us in parable. He didn't try to meet, make us meet him where he was because we couldn't get there. So Jesus came down from heaven. God incarnate became a man and took on a body to reach you. And I know that sounds so fundamental, but don't get upset, but some people won't even leave their house to get in the presence of God. And Jesus left heaven, took on skin that was going to deteriorate someday, if he lived that long, and suffered greatly so that you could be connected to him. That's what he did to connect with us. And, And he delivered your salvation, but you had to receive it. And you have to act on your salvation. I will tell you, this life, no matter how good it is, it is 100% described as a vapor in Scripture. It's like a trail from a jet that disappears. It's like a match when you blow it out, the smoke from the match disappears. In God's eyes, that's how long your life is. It's, It's over that quick. 
And, and I can tell you personally that, you know, I, I've buried a lot of people that are not in my life anymore, and it seemed too fast. It's that quick. I've said this to you at other times. You'll probably think I'm crazy, but you know them churches that have the graveyards by, beside them? Don't think I'm out of my mind. I think that's really good. I think it's really good for you to see where your mama's buried and keep it in mind and your friends that, that keeps you in remembrance that it is that fast. Because you'll see and they'll think they've been gone 10 years and I didn't even know where the 10 years went. See, I, I use anchors to keep my attitude right. Like, you've heard me say this before, death is a reference point for me. I'm not in a hurry to get there and I plan on living long and doing what God asked me to do. But it is definitely a mile marker like when you're driving down the interstate, you know, 46, 47, 48, it is a mile marker. And it, it's, a, it's a road sign that tells you that it's going to happen because the Bible says it's appointed unto every man once to die. And I believe the two witnesses in Revelation are Enoch and Elijah who went up in the world. I believe those two will come back and they will die because the scripture says it's appointed unto every man once to die. So death is inescapable uh, unless you're raptured. So it certainly should be a reference point. Believe it or not, you actually have to be willing to die for your commitment, especially like marriage and things like that. You die, you die. But if you always have an alternate way out, you'll always be think you'll, you'll live with that underneath you that I will leave here if this doesn't go the way I want. And that's not a full commitment. That's half-baked. And you, I, if you'll pardon me, you're not getting in my foxhole because you'll leave me when it gets hard. I don't trust you. I got to trust you. Trust is everything. And the only way to have trust is to be fully committed. If you want to lead people, those of you who have leadership jobs of any kind, they got to know you're not going nowhere and you'll die there if you have to, but you're not leaving them. You have to, if you want people to get better, somebody in the family has to be that person. Hopefully two. But if you've got an escape hatch and you, you, you threaten people because your character's low and you say, if you do that, I'll leave or whatever, that's a threat. And when somebody threatens you, you want to retaliate right there on the spot. If, somebody, if you walked out there and somebody said, I'm going to kill you, I bet you're going to retaliate no matter what, aren't you? you I hope you will. So you don't threaten in relationships with evil things that you want to do to inflict pain, to control the person that you're with. That's a lack of commitment. Jesus said that I'll never leave you. And I don't want to cuss and say bad words, but we've, we've done some things all over Jesus and he has stayed with us. If you think life's bad now, if you left this planet without Jesus, you'd really know what a bad life was. Because that is a bad life. That's eternal torment. We, you know, we've kind of gone away from all those realities. But they're more real than this world. Did you know hell's probably more real than this world? Heaven is more real than this world. It's real. 
Heaven's a real place, and so is hell. This is where you do something about it. Isn't it funny how God made people and they reject Him? Isn't that wild? You talk about like blindness and ignorance. He made the world, and when He came to the world, they killed Him. Even after He told Him a story about the guy that owned the vineyard. You know, He told all the stories so they could get out. He said, he sent his servants and they beat him. He sent somebody else and they beat him. I sent, he, then he sent his son and said, they'll listen to him and they killed him. Now you know why man can't self-govern. We're not capable of self-government. We are not capable of self-government. There has to be somebody greater than you in your life. If you're the greatest person in your life and when somebody tells you something and all you ever say is, but I thought and I think, you're going to have to examine yourself. You know, I have found this, this is a much better answer if you're not sure, is just to say, I'll consider what you said and then be quiet. Because that soft answer turns away their wrath from your stubbornness. God's in your stuff today. I'm not. I'm delivering the mail. I really don't. I didn't write this book, so I'm clean. <laughs> I'm not smart enough to write this book. I, wasn't, I, ain't, I have to read it to get smart. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not smart. I had to read this to even know anything. Your wisdom isn't, the wisdom's in the Word. The good decision-making's in the Word. In, in 13, the first half of the chapter pretty much is talking about the parable of the sower. And he's talking about putting the Word in you. The Word works. The Word is living. And see, if, if you don't read the Word, I'll tell you what, when you look at a seed, it is extremely boring. Like if you look at a tomato seed, there's nothing exciting about that seed. I mean, do you look at it and get goosebumps and say, look at that seed. Ooh, look at that seed. The Word is a seed. There are times that you read it and it just goes in the ground. You think I ain't getting out and out of the Bible? I'm thinking it's going in whether you know it or not. <laughs> and it's falling in the ground. Whether you get a thrill when you put a tomato seed in your hotbed to grow a tomato plant or not, I don't know. But I will tell you this, if you've had some harvest, you can get excited about your seed. All of a sudden, that little seed that's not very pretty starts looking pretty good to you because you know what it can do. The Word of God, the Word of God, Mark 4 and, and chapter 13 in Matthew, talks about the Word going into your heart and what kind of heart you have. Would you believe it's not the Word that determines the harvest? It's your heart? It's not the Word. The Word is the Word. The tomato seed's a tomato seed. But if I take it out there and put it on a rock in the sunshine, because the rock of unforgiveness, the rock of resentment toward God, the rock of bitterness because I don't like my life, the rock of you did this to me, nobody did nothing. You live, you live where you choose to live, right here. Jesus said that Deuteronomy 28 or 28 or 30, it says, Today I set before you life and death. You choose life that thou and thy seed may live. I, this, this is the truth. And I tell preachers this. A preacher has the privilege of living with the congregation that he taught. 
If I blame you for what you know, then I have a problem. If I want you to know something different, I should teach you something different. I have the same responsibility that you have in your sphere. That's, preachers don't like to admit that either. You know how you think that they're, they're ignorant of things? It's because the guy who's ever at the helm, they either got to study another subject so they can give it to you, right? If you're going to be a feeder, then you have to make sure you give them a diet that helps them succeed. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.